This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Any extra data points on these guys? And, and really, my, my personal experience from that is Kate Ellis. I would not have gone to probably walk, watch that guy if they didn't make me. And then I came out of there saying, we got to talk about this player, and sure enough. So that was my lesson early on when I got here, and, and it's, it's paid dividends for sure. And so anything you can be around these guys, talk to them, get to know them a little bit, uh, it helps us kind of grade the makeup, which is a big deal for our process. And uh, it's just important to be around them as often as possible before we, before we make some of these decisions. And we're back here on Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. Going solo today, but I do have some voices with me, and that was Michael Hodges, Saints linebackers coach. He's a guy that we don't hear from that often, but you know, if you look at the more effective groups on this team every year, linebacker is always at the top of the list, and you heard him reference Caden Ellis there, and he's talking about what I think is – vastly undervalued in the scouting process by most people just going to these schools and and watching players in person and getting an idea of what makes them tick he told us that he had been to six schools in five days he was out at Tulane recently and he talked about Caden Ellis who he ended up being kind of forced to go watch right back in 2017 the year he was drafted and if if not for that if not for this kind of fascination with going and seeing players in person you i don't think they would have drafted him i don't think he would have ended up there and you saw how he developed and how effective he was in the the feel that he cashed in on and so that's the value of going to these schools and going to these pro days and so you were there yesterday and he got a good look at Micah Baskerville BJ Ojolari Mike Jones who and I did think it was interesting that he listed B.J. Ojolari when he was asked about linebackers. So I think if the Saints are looking at B.J. Ojolari, it might be as kind of a converted linebacker, kind of a converted Sam backer, pass rusher, kind of hybrid guy. I still don't think that he's a likely candidate just because he doesn't really fit the way they operate. If he, he's a 3-4 linebacker, in my opinion, I don't see any way around it. But either way, you know, he's an intriguing guy. And so you go you go out to these pro days and you 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 watch the players 
And I think both Mike and Doug Marone had important things to say. And I promise you, this is leading to something. Here's Doug Marone uh, on something that he sees to be vitally important. And then the more you're around the player, you know, you get a chance to know a little bit more of, you know, the motivation behind the player, um, which I think is important to see, you know, what, what, what you're really going to get, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when you get them in the classroom and you talk to them and just the communication. And I think that's important, especially now with the way the rules are in our league where, you know, you really don't have the players as much as you did maybe earlier when I was coaching. So, you know, a lot of it is going to be dependent upon, you know, the player for his successes, you know, what his motivation is in the offseason, how hard he's going to work, you know, at whatever it's nutrition or training or working out or, you know, but mostly uh, the skill work because that's the one thing that you, that you miss when you're away from the building. And so, yeah, what he's saying there, right, you don't get as much time in the offseason to work with these players. There's no fitness going on at at training camp, right? It's all drills. It is all work. If you don't come in there in shape on your own, if you don't do the work on your own and kind of do technique work on your own, you are going to be behind. You, are, you have not done your job if that's the case. You have to be able to do that on your own. And so going forward, here's another clip. This one from Michael Hodges, and he was asked about how important is character? You hear that word a lot. It has kind of this amorphous meaning, but you know how important is that kind of character grade in your evaluation and when you're looking at the draft class? It's incredibly important. We won't draft a player unless that checks out. Before we talk about their, them as players, we talk about their makeup. And it is um, something that I learned when I got here, and it's, and it's been extremely important. I mean, it, it can make or break your draft class. So a guy, if he's, if he's got some major issues, you're probably... We'll put a different color tag on that player and not draft him, even if he's elite. I mean, I think that says it right there. You can be an elite player. If they don't trust that you're going to come in and do the work, if they, if they think you're going to be an issue, they won't draft you. Like, there's a lot of talented players out there. They will move on. They will actually put your name on the board in a different color so they don't take you by accident. Think about that. They are literally putting these guys' names up on the board in a different color so they don't forget. So they don't accidentally be like, you know what? I, I liked his film. Let's take him. They are making sure they remember not to pick that person. And say what you want about draft strategy. It's what a lot of teams do. And I and I belabor this point because when you go to these pro days, you see guys who do everything. They do all the work. You know, Jarek Bernard Converse, who wasn't even invited to the combine. He'd done nothing since January but work out and get ready for his pro day. He went and he jumped a 42-inch vertical leap. He would have been tied for third at the combine. He ran a 4-4-40. You know, I don't know if he's going to get drafted, but scouts saw that. Scouts are aware of him now, and he made sure they were aware of him. B.J. Ojolari is another example of a guy. He's got a he's got a hamstring injury. It prevented him from doing a lot of the workouts at the combine. He played through it in his pro day because it meant that much to him to get that kind of last bit of work in front of in front of scouts. And then you go to probably the the most enigmatic player on that LSU team, a guy that I, I've seen a lot of a lot of mock drafts putting to the Saints in even the second round, maybe the third round, and it's Kayshawn Booty, a local kid, a guy I went up there wanting to be impressed with, wanting to be like, wow, his combine performance was an aberration, and he has spent the last month doing nothing but working on his vertical leap so that he can put up something better than a 29.5. That is in the second percentile. And, and that's not good. You want to be in the 100th. 100th is best. Second is worst. He is that low at a 29.5-inch vertical leap for a wide receiver, for an athlete. Right? We're talking Jerry Bernard Converse, cornerback, 
jumped 13 inches higher <laughs> than Kayshawn Booty, who who people are looking at in the third round. And, and that's not even – he didn't even jump. He ran a 4.540 at the Combine. Okay, decent, not great. His other attempt was a 4.67. You would think, oh, maybe he's been training his 40 time. I mean, maybe come out and try to put a 4-4 out there to really kind of show he has that elite athleticism. Nope, didn't run that either. Didn't do the broad jump. Didn't do the shuttle. He did do the L drill, which is basically a warm-up. And then he goes out and he does the individual drills. And you can, and that's where it's frustrating because you can see just how good he is. You can see the footwork and you can hear it. He was out there with Jare Jenkins and it was like watching people playing two different sports with the speed with which he can move his feet and the way he can turn and the way he can... He can change direction and control his body in the air. But then you get to the downfield work. And 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 keep in mind, like he looks good in these drills. If you go and you look at the clips on the internet, the things people tweeted out, you're going to come away thinking, man, he looks good. He could be a second round pick. He could be a third round pick. But it's what you didn't see that I think scouts did see that is the reason I'm putting him in the fifth round. I don't know if he's going to go on day two. He might not go till midday three. And it's because if you watched him in between routes, he ran maybe 10, maybe 15, 20, I don't know. Either way, it was like 15% maybe of what you would see at a standard NFL practice, which, you know, I also couldn't run a full NFL practice, but I'm not trying to make it in the NFL. He's downfield. He catches the ball. He jogs as far away as possible so that he can slowly walk back because he is exhausted. He's dripping sweat, panting. Twice, he had to ask to stop to get a water break. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Keep in mind, all the scouts are watching this. I have not seen a single LSU player go ask for a water break. This is indoors. This is a climate-controlled building, and he looks like he's about to fall over. Later in the drills, he runs a, he runs a go route. He catches the ball. He goes to the back of the end zone, waits. And then he flags down Jaden Daniels, who's throwing the passes. He's like, let's switch, let's switch sides of the field. Well, no one told him to switch sides of the field. No one running the drills told him to switch sides of the field. He didn't want to jog back. And I'm not trying to trash this kid, but it's just an example. He didn't get in shape for his own pro day. What? How do you expect an NFL scout to react to that when they see that? And you know, maybe you can give him the benefit of the doubt and say he was sick. I don't think he was sick. I think this is just... He did not do the work. He did not do a sliver of the work that you would have expected him to do to just be in shape for his pro day. That kid can roll out of bed and be a pro wide receiver. But just, you know, go for a jog, right? And, and I know, I think that the ankle injury that kind of ended his sophomore season, you know, it was significant. We've seen how ankle injuries can impact people, right? But that doesn't prevent you from being in shape, right? Like, sure, maybe the vertical leap numbers you can say maybe there's some rehab that needs to be done and he can get that up i mean there's nothing preventing you from being in football shape except for you and if i'm an nfl scout and i'm looking at that no way no way because you heard you heard what doug marone said and that's why i played you that clip these guys have to be responsible for their own fitness they have to do that and if you're not going to do that you're a liability 
And yeah, you know, I was just incredibly disappointed in him. Cause like I would love to see him in a Saints jersey, but not that way. Not not working the way he did. And so that's why, you know, you look at these pro days and you you have to dig a little deeper than just watching how they look in their highlight reels. Because if you only watch the highlights from that pro day, you would think, man, he, he looks great. And I think there's going to be, we're going to get to the draft and he's going to be on the board in the fourth round. Maybe, maybe late third, maybe someone takes a swing on him at the end of day two, because they don't want to wait around until day three, maybe. But either way, when the Saints pick at 71, I guarantee you he's on the board and everyone's going to be like, oh, take Kayshawn, take Kayshawn. Nope, no way. Not going to happen. And it's really disappointing because, I mean, I've, I remember watching him as a freshman and thinking that kid's going to be a superstar. And you don't want to ever see someone not reach their potential because they're not willing to do the work. You know, we like we all saw Jamarcus Russell go number one overall and then have his coaches like send him home with blank film tape because they didn't think he was studying film. And then he would come back with notes. It's just not good. Like, like think about a lot of the receivers that that go in the mid rounds and make it in the NFL, right? You think Adam Thielen went to his pro day out of shape? You think you think he 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 doesn't work maniacally in the offseason, right? Mike Thomas. We can talk all we want about how you you think Mike Thomas might not be ever get back to where he is and and he's more trouble than he's worth, whatever. That guy works as hard as anybody. He would not be in the NFL if he didn't work harder than anyone else in the room, right? He's not a superstar athlete. It, he's a self-made superstar in the NFL and he, and he made himself that through hard work. Yeah. So I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully he gets some better people around him and some, someone who can like lead him on a jog because Kayshawn, he could be a very good NFL receiver, but he has to do the work to get there. And I just don't see it happening. And so that's why, you know, you go to these pro days and, and, and I, I might sound worked up about it. I am. Cause it bothers me Wait, to see someone waste talent and, and that's what he's doing. But yeah, that's, that's really all I have in that segment. But I did think that you hear from Mike Hodges and you hear from Doug Marone and, and I think ev- they're all saying the same thing. Everyone on the saints is saying the same thing. So if you're looking at a, at a player in the draft and saying, man, why aren't the saints picking him? In a lot of instances, there's probably a chance that they found something. They saw something, they, they learned something. And it took him off their board because I don't think injury history is is one of those things. I think that they're willing to overlook injury history to an extent. We've seen it. We've seen it happen. Like they're not going to take Kayshawn off their board because of the ankle injuries. They might see that as a as a as an added value of we can get him later in the draft because people are scared off by the injuries. But when you have a red flag about someone's personality, about someone's work ethic, about the people someone surrounds themselves with and the people they're getting advice from, that will take you off the same board really quick. And that's why the Senior Bowl, I think, is such a big asset because where do you learn all that information? With interviews, with time on task, with being able to sit down and talk to people. And that's where you get to do it. So I don't think it's a coincidence. I don't think K-Town Booty is going to get drafted by the Saints. And I don't think he's going to get drafted in the top three rounds. That's all I got. Coming back with one more segment here on Inside Black and Gold. We'll